You are listening to Infinite Beat on Sutro FM. I am Topazu, and today I have the pleasure of introducing Indy Niles to the show. He is an extremely gifted producer that has a new record out on his own label, Important Jogger. That record is called This Is Me. We conducted a social distancing interview questions I recorded in my home studio here in San Francisco, and he recorded his responses in his home studio in Detroit, Michigan. There may be some variation in audio quality and recording, but what I think turned out was a really great conversation that's really beautiful. About looking inward during a time of isolation, identity as a biracial artist, and feeling vulnerable during a fight for black lives. Afterwards, Indy includes an exclusive mix of his influences and his own tracks that is just gorgeous. So you're listening to Infinite Beat. I am Topazu, and you are going to listen to a conversation with Indy Niles. Thank you. Thank you, Andy, for joining me on the show, and I hope you're doing well in your new home. Hey, what's going on, Holly? Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate you. Um, Yeah, I've been doing okay. You know, hanging in there, doing my thing. You've recently relocated from the Bay Area to Mexico, and now you've returned to the source of techno music, to Detroit. So, what was it about Detroit that called to you? Um, yeah, man, so it's definitely been a really wild ride since I left the Bay. Um, but, uh, you know, quite a few things went into my decision to to go to Detroit. Um, One of the main goals I wanted for my, you know, quote-unquote final living situation was a a studio space, you know, and um, like a proper, proper studio space. (laughs) And uh, out of all the options I had, um, Detroit gave me the best space and layout for what I, what I envisioned overall um i had i had some other um, requirements you know like strong black community uh strong music culture um you know i needed like room like enough room to like spread out i kind of got a lot of stuff (laughs) um but yeah detroit kind of has kind of had it all and I, i feel really blessed lay some roots here in such a legendary place, you know. How do you feel Detroit has changed your musical perspective so far? Uh, It's funny, I was actually talking to uh, my friend about this recently, and I think Detroit has been drawing out... um, like the jazz side of me, you know, um, whereas, you know, Oakland and other places were, you know, 
drawing out other elements of my of my style and my music or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I've been I've been playing around with a lot more jazzy stuff, some new chords, some new key changes, stuff like that that I never really thought I would do in my dance music. Um, I'm kind of finding myself like gravitating towards other genres too. Um, experimenting with like some different genre combos that include kind of more of my traditional writing style or you know the skills that I kind of learned when I was training as a kid and whatnot um, when I was like taking lessons and for like piano and stuff but yeah so I'm kind of I'm having fun with it you know I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting a lot seeing where where this music is taking me now um, yeah, it's been, it's been a good time. You have a new record out called This Is Me. This record seems to really vulnerably be about self-discovery. So, what have you learned about yourself in the process? Um, yeah, yes, I do have a new record out. Um, and man, what a fun journey that was. Um, I think, well, I think I learned a lot about my ego and self-esteem. Um, not real, not just in like a musical sense, but in terms of like benefit of my personality in general. Cause I mean, I don't know about y'all, but man, writing an album that you feel is like cohesive and fits the narrative fits like my narrative you know that shit is damn hard <laughs> so i don't know like i didn't even realize i was in the process of arranging the album um until like i already had most of the songs written which is kind of funny um i like played them out in a couple live sets here and there too uh, obviously they weren't in their final form as they are in the album but you know I was I was still in the writing process and just making music and it just turned out um, you know a lot of them were were meant to go together as the album you know um, I was kind of like just listening back to some recordings and after when I was in Mexico still uh, just listening back to recordings you know and the tracks started sounding like very different for me. I don't know, like something happened. They just sounded completely different, but in a, in a good way though. Um, it's like they finally made, started to make sense. And I was, I got into this, this like wave of how I want to represent myself and who I am. Um, I was, you know, going through a lot of mental transition and whatnot. So like for a couple weeks, um, maybe like two, two, three weeks, every I was just kind of zoned in. Everything was just like happening, perfect, like pouring out. Um, it was really crazy, actually. Like I haven't had like a good like block of music production like that in a really long time. And uh, yeah, now now we have the album. This is me. <laughs> I'm super hyped that it came out finally. Um, it all worked out really, really well. Couldn't be happier. 
You've mentioned that you are a mixed race, first generation American. So how do you define your unique diaspora and culture through your music? Uh, hmm. All right. I uh, really like this question, actually. Um, I don't think anyone's actually asked me this before <laughs> or anything like this before, actually. So, uh, hmm. This one's kind of tough, actually, uh, because I've uh, I've struggled for a long time with like my comfort and ability to define myself and rep represent myself being mixed race, you know. Um, so uh, that's the so on the album, the single that I chose is called is titled uh, "I Am MRBI," which means. I am mixed race, black identifying. Uh, so I'm I'm half Chinese and I'm half black. My mom is Chinese. My dad is black from the or from the Caribbean. And um, you know, like growing up when I was a kid, uh, I was always kind of forced to be one or the other in more in most situations um, because you know being mixed wasn't really like a consideration. You know, um, where I where I grew up. It was, I mean, I don't know, maybe it was, but I guess my experience, it kind of just wasn't. Um, so, you know, when I was like in school stuff, I always had to mark like whether I was black. And I just, you know, because of my skin, I was always just black. Um, but that being said, you know, I think nowadays, um, my current music and sound, I think it kind of portrays more of my interpretation of both my backgrounds culturally. I've been uh, trying to pull like ideas and sounds from the music I used to listen to uh, and the stuff that like my family showed me growing up. Um, you know, just trying to use those, those ideas and whatnot uh, and use them in a way that, that represents me now. So, like, uh, when some, you know, I want, I want someone to hear my music and, like, hear something new and interesting to where I feel they need to, like, get a, they need to, like, get to know me to understand where it comes from. Like, because I don't think, when people look at me, I don't think a lot of people essentially see a mixed person or mixed mixed cultural person right off the bat. I don't know. <laughs> Does that make sense, I guess? Yeah. We're all now living in a new experience of day-to-day -day life, mostly in solitude. So how do you feel this has impacted your music now that our access to others, to spaces, and resources is so limited all right yeah another great great question um, so I kind of definitely stopped gravitating to only wanting to make like club bangers you know um, so like I don't know I felt like I was always making trying to make club music so I can gain like popularity and get on the festival circuit or club circuit or whatever and go on tour and all that shit. But, um, yeah, <laughs> that's done as fuck now. So 
I guess, um, I don't know, I kind of started like just vibing with more like listening album ideas. Um, that's kind of what I did with this current album. So I think, I think that's the flow where I'm, where I'm at. I just like club, I'm, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm going to make club tracks. I'm still going to make some, some, some bangers and whatnot, but, uh, for the most part, I'm trying to make some shit that people will listen to and enjoy uh, in their homes and something that they can like, you know, put on repeat without really noticing and it just kind of vibes out their day. Um, but yeah, you know, it's kind of funny, like I realized that like I don't really need other DJs to like hype me up or like play my shit out all the time, you know, I just kind of want, like, I, I don't know, I have people that want to listen to the music that I write, you know, <laughs> and I'm really grateful for that, so kind of just want to stop c caring about that whole, like, club clout, like, angst that I, that I had for a long time, and just focus on writing, like, quality music and quality albums and stuff like that, I don't know. I see other people like caught up in that life. I was caught up in that life. It's cool or whatever, but I don't know, going on tour is cool. Done it before. Not, I mean, not from DJing, but I don't know. It's cool. Good, good for y'all that are doing it. More power to you. I support you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just not for me, I don't think right now. Also, feel, I don't know, feels good to be back on track on, on my musical path. I'm more happy with that. As you know, the music industry has been undergoing a sort of existential crisis right now. Not just how we approach live music, but also how it has been approached for so long as capital. So... How do you imagine our industry changing? And is it for better or worse? All right, okay. Uh, you know, I think it's a little too soon to tell uh, if the industry is changing for better or worse. Um, like on the plus side, like some like music sales are doing really well for a lot of people like on Bandcamp that shit has been very very crucial to keeping a lot of us you know eating and with with some shelter over our heads and whatnot um but uh and yeah a lot of people are like getting a lot of shine from that right now which is really nice like a lot of homies a lot of black artists finally getting some some focus on them but you know <laughs> it's cool yeah it's dope I'm here for it but I don't know I keep seeing these like techno goons you know like these business techno goons that plan parties again coming back they're like oh I've been cooped up for like four months it feels so good to be back and like <laughs> all these damn euro kids like eating it up as if like nothing changed but shit I hate that so much. I hate seeing that so much. It's like, yo, you, nothing happened to you. You're still like that, that 
gentrifying artist of black music that like didn't really struggle at all during any of this <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's like how how is it that like our like how can the industry change if those artists are just still like still making it about them and still don't support black artists still don't say shit when they're profiting off of black music still ain't said shit about any black movement any support um, for any of us you know it's like I don't really see the industry changing at all in that sense um, it's nice there's little pockets that we're, we're shining in you know I'm here for it like I said, and, you know, people getting some streams and getting donations and stuff. But, um, I don't know. I think the industry's fucked. <laughs> For lack of better phrasing. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we can keep working how we're working as, as, a, as, you know, as a collective of artists that are supporting each other and we just kind of have to wait and see what happens, really. We are now living in the belly of social unrest for the current killings, pain, and despair inflicted upon black people. Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, and so many others. What are your thoughts on the current uprising and how do you think it has impacted you, your work as a musician, and yourself as a person? Um, okay. Uh, well, first, um, first of all, I want to say uh, rest in peace to all my brothers and sisters that were taken by these racists of this country, man. Um, this shit hurts me daily. It puts like a huge weight on my chest that like, if you don't know, this shit is just unexplainable. Um, you just kind of you just kind of have to go be going through it to really understand, I guess. Um, you know, I've been I've been able to release some of this heavy tension through my music a little bit. Um, you know, like that. United for Equity compilation track that I put out was was really nice to release. Shout out Sioro, um, the homie Felton, that hooked me up with that. Um, yeah, that was really nice. So I think uh, every every so often I need to come out with like some, you know, emotionally free music. <laughs> And hopefully I got some more coming up soon. But, but man, you know, every time I read about another black person being killed, I just kind of like go into this, mo like I freeze, like, I, you know, I can't do anything. Like, I don't know, like it just hits me like in the face. I just can't do shit. <laughs> it's damn near like daily now for the past, I don't even know how long, you know, so it's like. Oh, it's been pretty intense, and I'm sure a lot of my brethren are, like, going through that shit, too, so. Um, yeah, stay up, folks. Hang in there. We're going to pull through. But uh, I guess I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to say it's just been f tough focusing on music lately. 
luckily I had a lot of stuff like lined up, so I've been able to kind of take a breather and and, and get my mind right. Um, but um, you know, now now that I'm more now that I'm moved, I'm pretty settled for the most part. So like I do feel more determined than ever to like showcase my music and the music of my fellow black artists like however I can you know um I gotta keep keep pushing the label important jogger um try and save up some money get some more records out um I got I got a couple homies that I'm trying to I'm trying to push their tracks out right now on vinyl uh, so we'll see what we can do there but um yeah man I'm just trying to trying to do what I do best try and, and try and keep my head up stay afloat put out this good music and, and support my support my family you know support my brothers and sisters that are out there doing the same thing I'm doing thank you Indy for sharing your thoughts and spending some time with me yo thank you for uh Kicking it with me, Holly, and Infinite Beat. Appreciate y'all. I'm really glad we had this chat. Um, shout out all the homies. Y'all knew, y'all know who you are. I uh, appreciate y'all for the support. Thank you everyone for all the support. Uh, hope you dig the mix and whatnot. Um, but yeah, let's keep these conversations going. You know, let's let's keep it going. Keep it up. Keep pushing forward. We're making the change. See y'all soon. Peace. This is Infinite Beat, I am Topazu, and you are listening to an exclusive mix by Indy Niles.
my pay, my pay, my pay, roll a blunt, run, run, count my pay, my pay, my pay, roll a blunt, run, run, count my pay, my pay, my pay, roll a blunt, run, run, count my pay, my pay, my pay, roll a blunt, run, run, count my pay, my pay, my pay, roll a blunt, run, run, count my pay, my pay, my pay, roll a blunt, run, 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 roll a blunt, run, run. Fuck that, fuck that shit, 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 that shit